Let us continue, Be'ezus Hashem. Yesterday we said we're going to start now different types of mixtures uh, that we left off with yesterday. Yesterday we talked about the different types of mixtures that are going to be Be'ezus In other words, we said, again, keep on reiterating the same point, but it's important. There are two conditions for Be'ezus to apply. For something to be a Shiloh of Be'ezus, there needs to be two conditions. Condition number one is that to be two types. Cannot be the same type. Condition number two, there has to be a tarobis, there has to be a mixture. When you have both of those together, equals a shaila of boyer. Now, Be'ezus Hashem, towards the end of today and tomorrow, we're going to go into detail, into exactly what are the ways that boyer is mutter. There are plenty of ways that you could do boyer in a way that is permitted. We have to understand why. Why is it mutter? That we'll get to Be'ezus Hashem at the end of today, the beginning of tomorrow, we want to discuss today, Moish, the two different types, the different types of mixtures that are available for people. So let's start. Yesterday we talked about big and small. We talked about different types of pieces. If you can see it, you cannot see it, whatever. Now I want to discuss, Nochi, what if you have, for example, um, things that are attached one to the other. Right? Let's take a classic one, an easy one, Shleimala, is if you've got a piece of flesh and some fat on it. So obviously everybody wants to get rid of the fat. There are people, I understand, there are people that eat the fat also. Okay. But there are also many people that remove the fat and eat just the meat. Can you do that on Shabbos Kodesh? Avadanish. Why? Because the fat is something you do not want, provided you don't want it, and you're taking away from the meat, so that's considered to be both. Even though it's only attached. There's no like four pieces there, there's no mixture there, but the mixture is a dov on the place that it's attached. That's the mixture. So if you remove it on the place that it's attached, bang smack in the middle, then you have a problem of boya. Uh, we'll see later on. What if I move it together with some meat? We'll, we'll get to that. But now, right now, we're just talking about the general, fa- uh, the situation over there. Next. In this country, I don't think you get this in America. I th- I'm not sure. I don't think you do, right? Yeah. You, you get a sticker on a challah in America? Yes. You're living in the wrong part. We need to take it out of the bone. We're eating it now anyway, so it's going to be okay. No, for Ken, everything in America is mizonious because nobody wants to wash because then everybody has to bench. There's such a thing as hamotzi bread in America? No. Everything's mizonious. Mizonious. No, there are stickers or not? No, No, yes. Depends if it's sesame or... All right, let's move on. Are you allowed to take a sticker of a challah? Okay, very nagay here in Israel for sure. Many of the challahs have stickers on them. Ilan, so what's the din? Mutu also to take off a sticker on Shabbos. Avadanish, why? Shaila Baira. It's a Shaila Baira. When you take the sticker off, Ali Odov, of the challah, what happens? That's Baira. Again? Ah, very good. Shemanaska Gavaldiga Kasha. Why isn't it like a piece of carrot on a gavilta fish? Big and small. What's the answer? Now say the answer. Oh! It's stuck to it, Moish, right? Yiddle, yeah? It's stuck to it. Not you, that. When something is stuck one to the other, that is a problem. The point of connection, the point of the stuck, that is where it is, Boira. Okay? Which means that even though you're right, it's a big big color and a small sticker, so if it wasn't stuck, there'd be no tyrovis, there'd be no mixture. Since it's attached... Anything that's attached is considered to be a shayla Oh, can you take the challah from the sticker? 
That's a good. Yeah, have this kasha. What happens if? Okay, this is whatever. Let's say you have a good piece of uh, liver or ayim mitzvibel. You got the ayim mitzvibel and you find a nice hair. Shmak, very shmak, right? Or let's say, for example, in chicken. This is very again in the skin of chicken. Now, this depends on which haksha you buy. Depends on how much hair you'll find on the chicken skin. Are you allowed to take that off, right? Because that would be. Or let's say um, the stem of an apple, or of a cherry, or of a grape. All of these things, by the way, are connected, which means that they are boyre because there is a shine of a tyrovis. So a person has to know. And Achanami. So Ramotka said, why can't you just take the good from the bad? So right now, I don't know any Atayim on Boira. I have no idea. We have to get to Atayim soon. We'll get to Atayim. We'll talk about it. But in Achanami, it could be if you take the good from the bad. Unless you learn, Machlikas Meshivu and Shulchan Al-Kharav, what's the good guy and what's the bad guy. So Machlikas Meshivu and Okay, now we're getting to Lomdus. It's way too early in the morning for Lomdus now. But like when you take a can of tuna and pour off the oil, is that called Lomdus Rabbi Yisai? Shimon, you're gonna love this. Is this Shtedinim? Shtedinim. Is the Pshat that I'm taking the tuna from the oil? Or is the Pshat I'm taking the oil from the tuna? Nafkamina, do we stone you or not? Kind of Nafkamina. Just a very small one. Just a very small Nafkamina, right? Do we stone the guy or not? Why do say no? Oh, okay. Um, let's move on. Kainished. Think it comes off with crumbs? So you're saying there's a hat of taking off the, 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 the bad guy with some good guy? I don't know any Ethereum right now. We'll have to talk about it when we get to Ethereum. I've no, I've no idea. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Look it up in the book. Let's go, Abos. Let's move on. This is, I think this is, I mean, anyone that learned Boira, by the way, would agree with me. And I remember uh, Rafal Zatzal telling me the same thing. He was masking that this Be'er Locha is probably one of the hardest Be'er Lochas that there is in all of Mishabura. You look this up in Shinya Tess. It's, it's a, it's a Shver Be'alocha. If, if I'm not mistaken, the Sefer Orcha Shabbos at the back has a whole explanation on how do you understand the Be'alocha. I don't think he goes through any other Be'alocha in the entire Orchaim of Meshabura, except for the one that we're about to discuss right now. So what I'm giving you, Rabbi Isai, is the surface level of a very, very deep discussion and machloikis and understanding of what is the halacha about a pile of items. Okay? This is Nagaya. If you have a pile of plates, and I need the middle one. Or let's say I have a pile of tablecloths, I need the middle one. I have a pile of, not has for some t-shirts, because nobody needs those on Shabbos, but if you've got a pile of white shirts, and the only white shirt that I need for Shabbos is in the middle, the cufflink one. Not the chasvashom, not the white weekday one. Right, the, the one that I use for Shabbos Kodesh. Am I allowed to take something from the Mabal? Or for example, I just, this morning, this morning I received at 3.13 a.m., I got an email from somebody that said, He's, he's following the Shurim on Boira now. He remembers it from last time. Yosef, if you're listening, this is Gavaldik. And he said that he remembers last time he did the series, he wanted to remember to ask this Kasha. And he said, in every shul, as we know, there are many, many uh, Parsha sheets, all different sheets on different Zachar and a different Torah from Heiliger Tzadikim. And it's wonderful and it's amazing. It's really, really beautiful. I just wish, one horror, I wish that they would print davening on those sheets. Then everybody will at least be able to daven when they have the sheets. That's Gavaldik, no? So if you've got a pile of those sheets, you've got all different types of sheets there, are you allowed to like mingle through them? Are you allowed to separate them? Are you allowed to decide which one I want now, which one I want for Shabbos afternoon? How does it work? So, Lemaise, again, this all goes according to this bare halacha that we're saying right now. Generally, that the simple halacha is that a pile is considered to be a mixture, which is a big chiddish. Because if you've got a pile of svarim, take a whole pile of svarim, you can clearly see which one is the gemura, which one is the tanya, which one is the zaya, which one is the rishalmi, which one, you know what they all are, you can see it. 
A pile is considered to be a mixture. So yes, a pile is a mixture. One second, let's just get through this. Even though they don't obstruct one another like a regular mixture, it is considered to be a form of a mixture, even if it's in a neat and orderly fashion in that case. However, there is a heto that we find over here that we don't find in any other mixture, which the Be'alacha tells us over here in Shinya Tess, and it's based on many different sheeters and different colors, which we're not going into at this moment of time, because it gets going to get complicated. But the simple idea, and I'm going to give it to the way it is, let's say going to a pile of photos. You, know, you want to go to the photos, maybe you want to check them out, maybe you want to separate them, maybe you want to sort them out, whatever it may be, or even pile of cards, and you want to you know, sort them out or organize them. All of these things, you know... I'm, when I, uh, when I talk about cards, I was talking about the cards from the Gabba to give out for the Aliyahs, for Shetzach, right? Obviously, I wasn't talking about the other one. No, no, okay, there wasn't. What other one? Oh, exactly. So there's a special head that Be'er tells us that if you pick up some of the pile, remove it, and take the one that you want, that's good. Now, we generally don't have a heta like that in any other mixture, but over here we have such a heta in that case. That means I'm allowed to remove that which is blocking me to get to the one that I want. So if you're looking for a specific parasha sheet from a specific tzaddik that you want to go to and you want to understand, so you can lift up the other ones in order to get to the one you want and pull it out, that would not be a problem whatsoever, especially if you're using it now, then for sure that would be a good idea and that would be fine. Now, Rabbi Sain, we have to... Huh? What's that? Uh, <laughs> what, they're piles? They're small, they're not... Uh... Ah, the Hanami, so then the different colors will be a problem. Because obviously we're sorting it out, that will be a problem. Unless you're using them right now, which on Shabbos... Uh, what? It's not even a gear. We like to talk about the gear things over here. Um, moving on, Rabbi Sai. Okay, let's just finish with this. Let's just finish with this. There are, on Shabbos, Kodesh... Three ways, that if you use these three ways, everything becomes water. Which, by the way, is a big Kiddush. If you look in Shin Yates, there's a Hagdoma to Shin Yates. Now, those of you that are familiar, which is everyone in Mishtabura, you're familiar with the fact that very few times does the Chavetz Chaim feel the need to make a Hagdoma, an introduction. It normally just goes into it. Sometimes he makes an introduction, which means that it's, it's very fair. What's the other time that everybody's familiar? Everybody, this is like famous. Reishon and Gimel. The Mishnah goes to Hagdama to understand what is the Machoikas, Rabbonan and Chananya. It's very schwer. It's very hard to understand that Gemara. But maybe the Mishnah goes to it. Over him and Achim, the Mishnah goes to a Hagdama in Shinya Tess. And he says very clearly that there are three conditions that we'll have to explain tomorrow. But there are three conditions. If you have all of these three conditions, there's no Bayra. If you miss one of them, it's a Dara, it's a Chayv Skila. Now the river was the Kasha. I don't understand. What, what is this? Is this another loophole? Here it is. We found the loophole. Really, you're not allowed to do bayra. They have a loophole. And if you do it like that, then it's okay. It's not a loophole. The Gemara says this very clearly. The Gemara says that the whole way they used to do bayra, for example, I'm just going to give you one mahalach, is lo'itza. was for storage purposes. They used to do bayra in the fields. They would separate the kernels from the, you know, the stones and the pebbles. They would put it in the warehouse. They'd have to be sorted. They'd have to be, you know, distributed. It, it, was, it was a situation of, you know, bulk. That was done for a long time. Nobody generally did boya in the Mishkan for sure not for the purpose of their house, for their cooking, for their meal. So if that's the case, any time you turn it into a situation where it's not boya where you're not doing boya for future, for big purposes, for bulk distribution and everything like that, then it's not even considered to be boya. It's not the pshat you did boya with a heta. You didn't do boya. In other words, Chazal basically made us the Gedorim 
of what is Boira. And they told us, if you miss these Gedarim, you didn't do Boira, Bachal. It's not the percent you did Boira with a Heta. You didn't do Boira, Maish. There is no Boira in such a case. So therefore, when you have the three conditions that we will explain in detail by Ezra Hashem tomorrow morning, then the Pshat is you're not doing Boira. So what are those three conditions? We're all familiar. And again, I both say, these Shurim, especially in Boira, are very similar to the Mrs. Hashem when he writes in the Hagdama, that I'm going to tell you things you know already, but it's important just to, you know, chazer them over again. Nochamol, nochamol, nochamol. The three conditions are, if it's Miyad, that means it's done for immediate usage. We will have to define what that means. If it's done biyad with your hand, we will have to define. Does that mean you're not at your fork? And if it's done, good guy from bad guy, oichel mitoich psoiles. If you have those three conditions, then it's mutalichatchila to do whatever you're doing. Just as an example, if you've got, for example, a whole pile of socks, and you've got Shabbos socks or weekday socks. There's a difference. You would never wear the weekday socks on Shabbos or vice versa. And you take your socks on Friday night and you put it on the side. I don't want to wake up my roommate tomorrow morning, Shabbos morning. So I want to prepare my clothing. That would be a shayla venissa doraisa. Because it's not miyad. It's not for immediate usage. Whereas on Shabbos morning when you take the socks in order to wear it immediately. And it's done with your hand. And you took that which you wanted from that which you don't want it. Then Avada, it's okay. And that's more Telechatchela. So, Mitzvah Hashem, tomorrow we're going to go through, Be'ezus Hashem, all of the conditions, we'll try to get through all of them, in exactly the details that they are, but this is so crucial. Rabbi Sai, Boira happens every single Shabbos of your lives. There's going to be a Shaila Boira. If you put this into your mind, and you recognize, and you remember what the conditions are, and how to do it, and what the examples are, I guarantee your Shabbos Kodesh will have a great Shemira. Be'ezus Hashem, join us tomorrow for more.